Hello, 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 Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the Same Old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Here we are, Brain. We made it. Week 17. Finally, this season coming to an end. Don't get me wrong. I think this has actually in some ways been a more fun season than the past several years, just because the expectations were so low for what this team would accomplish. And certainly there have been moments throughout the season that have been frustrating. There have been moments throughout the season that have been disappointing. But for the large part, I just feel like I have not been on edge as much as I have been with Dolphin teams past. And this year, I was able to just sort of sit back and relax and take it as it came, knowing that ultimately everything that was happening this season, each game over this season individually, the stakes were relatively low across the board. It's not like other seasons where every game was the difference between the Dolphins really having a great opportunity to make a run in the playoffs. And, you know, if they lost a game that they'd be, we'd be very disappointed. And this was a game that they should have won and this, that, and the other thing you really came into this season. And I think there were probably only two or three games throughout the entire regular season where you really felt like Dolphins will probably end up winning this game. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe you feel differently, but I feel like it's been a pretty laid back season overall. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. I think it was it was a much less stressful season uh, because there wasn't any kind of game where you came into it really excited and amped up and saying, oh, this is a big game. We got to win this one. And then you're hanging on every play and you're getting pissed off when things don't go your way. There, there wasn't, I don't think, any of that this year. Uh, I guess, you know, maybe a... You know, a couple plays here and there, you know, depending on how you were viewing it. If you were rooting for the Dolphins to win, you were probably pretty pissed off when, you know, in that Jets game when they reviewed the uh, the pass interference and that got overturned. Uh, if you're rooting for the tank, uh, you're probably, you know, ticked off a couple of times uh, with some, you know, late game uh, heroics from the, from the Dolphins winning that, that Eagles game. Uh, winning the game last week, you know, probably, you know, didn't thrill too many people, but overall it wasn't, it's not, it's not like when, when you're rooting and you've got playoffs on the line and, and you lose a really tough game and you feel all dejected afterwards and you feel pissed off and you want to fire everybody, you know, aside from Angry Al, I don't think anybody is, you know, had that experience this season. And, you know, it's not like it's the only season where the Dolphins haven't had expectations, but it's been a season where because you know that they're rebuilding, there are things to watch for that make it entertaining. You know, a couple years ago when Ryan Tannehill got hurt and we were starting Jay Cutler and it became pretty apparent early in the season that that was not going to be a playoff team. 
that was a rough season to sit through because it felt like a, just a lost season, just a throwaway season because it wasn't like they were building for anything and it wasn't like they were a playoff team and it was like you just had to sit through these games and, and the hope was that they'd surprise you and win because then it would make things more exciting but the more they lost, the more it was just like, ugh, can we just get to next season so we can get Ryan Tannehill back and then actually have a fair evaluation of this team and then of course they did get Ryan Tannehill back and then things still didn't go well and that ended up with everybody getting fired and that's where we are today um and that's why we got this season and I think that overall I wouldn't call it an enjoyable season because it certainly wasn't enjoyable there were there were you know countless weeks where you know you're gonna watch the game and you know that it's it's meaningless, you know that we're probably going to lose, and it's not really exciting football, but at the same time, it's exciting that the way the team has played and responded, that despite being, in all likelihood, I mean, in my opinion, the least talented team in football this year, by, by quite a margin, uh, and setting a record for the most players to have taken a snap in a football season in which right now we're at 83 players have taken a snap for the Dolphins. And despite all that, the Dolphins were still able to win four games and still be competitive in the majority of games. And really over the last two months have been essentially a 500 team that makes it a little bit more fun to watch because it makes it exciting to think about the future. And that's, that's been the saving grace of this season. The saving grace would have been had we lost every game and it would have been a miserable season to sit through, but at least we'd be sitting here and we'd be saying, well, we got the number one pick and and everything is great. But since that hasn't come to fruition, uh, at least we can sit back and say, look, we're going to have a bunch of draft picks. We're going to have a bunch of money to spend. And the players that we do have on this team that are supposed to be part of the long-term future look like quality pieces for the long-term future. And that's certainly not something to be upset about. I think it's actually something to be very happy about. So with all of that in mind, the Dolphins head into their final game of the season, knowing that a, a win over the Patriots would drop them no further than the number six pick in the draft overall. So in all likelihood, the Dolphins picking top five. We went over in the last episode what would need to happen for the Dolphins to move up in the draft order. So if you uh, are thinking about that, go ahead and check out that last episode, um, which is available, as all of our episodes are, on DolphinsTalk.com. So make sure you're visiting DolphinsTalk.com every single day to get all of your latest news and updates from the Miami Dolphins. And of course, if you haven't done so yet, make sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating, leave us a positive review. It helps us out, helps other people find the show and create one big community of Miami Dolphins fans listening to the program. So we hope that you'll do that. And of course, follow Aaron the Brain on Twitter at Aaron the Brain. I am at Amplify to Rock, and the show is at Same Old Dolphins. We are closing in on the 900 follower mark on Twitter, so we'd appreciate it if you're on Twitter. If you just take that extra second to hit that follow button on the podcast account at Same Old Dolphins, help us get over 900 followers by the end of the year. We really appreciate each and every one of you out there that have followed us on on Twitter and that listen to the show every week. 
Thank you so much for your support this season. It really does mean a lot to the brain and I. So let's dive in now, brain. It's the final football game of the season. The Dolphins head to Foxborough to take on Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. It's a reunion of sorts for Brian Flores and Chad O'Shea heading back to New England. They're old stomping grounds to take on the Patriots, and I'm sure they're going in there with a mind to knock off the Patriots and and try to create a big upset and maybe make a little chaos. The, the Patriots, for a while, looked like they might not have a whole lot to play for in this game, but because of uh, some rough play down the stretch, the Patriots come into this game having clinched the AFC East by virtue of their victory over the Buffalo Bills last week, but they come into this game needing a win to secure a first-round bye. They can be no better than the number two seed in the AFC. However, if they should lose this game to the Miami Dolphins on Sunday and the Kansas City Chiefs win their game, the Chiefs would be the number two seed and the Patriots would go into the AFC playoffs hosting a game in the wild card round next week, which I can't remember the last time the Patriots had to play in the wild card weekend. In they the have AFC had a playoffs. first round by nine years in a row. This would be the 10th year in a row they'd get a first round by so that's re- if, they, if they win. So that's really something. So uh, lots to play for for the Patriots, actually. So they're going to come in with their game faces on, ready to go. Now, Brand, a lot of people have been writing obituaries for the New England Patriots, and I think a lot of that is misguided. I mean, after all, they're coming into this game with a record of 12-3 and with an opportunity to, to wrap up one of the buys in the AFC. While this team has certainly not looked like the powerhouse Patriots teams that we have seen in the past, this team is still a formidable foe. They still only lost three games. Their only three losses have come to the three other division leaders in the AFC. And while that might be telling in its own way, it still certainly says that this is a, a team that is a force to be reckoned with. So I'm not prepared to write them off just yet. So let's let's take a look at this Patriots team. The biggest drop off for them has been offensively on the offensive side of the ball. They're they're ranked 16th in the NFL in total offense with an average of 354 yards per game. That's kind of a weird stat for them, but through the air they're they're doing very well, averaging uh, 249.2 six per yards per game in the air Uh, on the ground they've certainly had their struggles only 19th in the NFL in yards per game on the ground at just over 104 yards per game but what but the big thing with this Patriots team is that their defense has been so good they've got the number one defense in yards per game having allowed only 268 yards per game which is pretty phenomenal and the other stat that is big is that they've only they're only allowing 13.2 points per game those two big defensive numbers are the things that make me really not particularly optimistic i mean the dolphins typically struggle in foxborough anyway and then when you take a look at this particular dolphins team and how they've sort of struggled it makes you wonder how they're going to go into Foxborough and force an upset. So let's talk about it. How do the Dolphins go into Foxborough and force an upset? The Patriots lay down and decide that they didn't. They don't feel like playing that day. Wow, because it's it's not going to happen. Uh, this is a playoff game for the Patriots. They're not overlooking the Dolphins in this one. 
This is uh, an elite Patriots defense, and it's an offense that, while it's it's not the explosive Patriots offense from a couple of years ago, it's still an offense that, coming into this game, has put up 396 points, and if they have a big game, uh, they, they could match their season total from last year as far as points scored, because they scored 436 last year, and it, it's not out of the question that they'd score 40 points in this game against the Dolphins. In fact, they scored 40, they beat the Dolphins 43 to nothing all the way back in week two. They're starting to get back into, uh, the groove of running the ball, which is oh so important this time of year, especially. Up in Foxborough, up, you know, up in the Northeast, when the weather gets cold, that's when it's time to run the football. It's what they did so well last year. And remember, they won the Super Bowl with their defense last year, and their defense is the best in football. Whether or not their defense will be able to come up big against, you know, whether it's Kansas City or Baltimore in the playoffs, uh, that remains to be seen, whether their defense can shut down those teams enough to where their offense will be good enough to, to keep pace or, you know, with those teams in a big playoff game. But I'm not writing this team off. They're 12 and three. They're likely going to be 13 and three. They're going to have probably double the point differential that they had last year when they were only 11 and 5 and everybody was writing them off after they lost to the Dolphins in the Miracle in Miami. I wouldn't necessarily be picking them, but I certainly am not going to write them off. They're one of three teams I think that have a legitimate shot of getting to the Super Bowl in the AFC. The other two being Baltimore and Kansas City. I don't believe in the Houston Texans, I think that they've got maybe an outside shot. I guess they would be the fourth best team, but those are the, those are the teams. Uh, and I think they, in spite of the fact that New England, you know, lost to Baltimore and lost to Kansas City, look, it's a different ball game when you get to the playoffs and the Patriots show that every single year. So I don't, I, I think anybody that is writing off Tom Brady and writing off the Patriots, I think is, you know, one part delusional and one part just wishful thinking because we all want it to happen. We know that it will eventually happen. And we've just been waiting and hoping every year that this is the year that it happens. And there are reasons to think that it could be happening this year. Brady statistically is having his worst year in over a decade. And he is what, 41, 42 years old. So it's, it, it, it's not out of the question that he's finally reaching that cliff and that, you know, this is the end for Tom Brady and there, there, there's no more winning, but I, I'm just not going to write this team off until, I, I mean, look, they could lose in the playoffs this year. <laughs> and going into next year, I'm not writing this team. I'm not writing this team off until they do not win the AFC East. In fact, I don't know if I should write this team off until they don't make the playoffs. Because as long as they're in the playoffs, there's going to be a certain mystique about them. And I don't think anybody would be shocked if if the Patriots win come postseason and find themselves in the Super Bowl. No, they have this ability to sort of be in the mix every year in the postseason. And 
you as you said, it's it's a different game. Come the playoffs, it's also a different game when Bill Belichick has already seen in person what your team can do. He is so good at making those adjustments and so good at doing things to make sure that what defeated his team the first time doesn't defeat them the second time. So with that said, I mean, if the Patriots run across any of the division winners, which they they may very well run into two or three of them, uh, well, one of them, maybe two of them, but regardless, Belichick is going to be ready and the Patriots are going to be ready as they always are. And speaking of being ready, they're certainly going to be ready for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, obviously the Dolphins are a different team than the team that lost 43 to nothing to the Patriots earlier this season. They have sort of come into their own offensively and defensively. They've sort of figured a few things out and Ryan Fitzpatrick has done a good job with leading this team, but we've seen them struggle down the stretch. So I think the best hope for the Dolphins to have any chance in this game is to find a way to limit the Patriots offense. And as we've seen this season, the key to beating the Patriots is to find a way to stop the run and make sure that you can get pressure on Tom Brady. If you can pressure Tom Brady this season, he has struggled. He's he struggled to hit his guys. He's, he's been inaccurate. A lot of that, a lot of that has come from the fact that teams have been able to get pressure on him. Now, the Patriots seem to have found uh, some strength in their offensive line in the past couple of weeks, so it's going to be interesting to see the Dolphins, who have been a, who have just been miserable at pressuring the opposing quarterback all season, are able to get any kind of pressure on Brady. But if there was some chance for the Dolphins to win, or at least to sort of keep the Patriots in check, that would be it. I just don't know how they're going to be able to do that. And the secondary, which has gone through all kinds of transformations over the course of this season, is going to have their hands filled full trying to stop Julian Edelman um, and kill Henry uh, Harry has come into his own for the Patriots over the past few weeks. And he's starting to become a big piece uh, to the Patriots offensive puzzle, as is Matt Lacoste, the tight end, who is finally like he's certainly not filling the role that Gronk played for this team, but he is providing some extra talent and 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 becoming an extra target for Tom Brady, which has been the problem for most of this season. So you're now starting to see Brady utilize those weapons more and more. So can the Dolphins stop those guys? That is that is the question. And ultimately, I think it's all going to come back to whether or not the Dolphins are able to get any kind of pressure on Tom Brady. Because as we've seen, if Brady has all day long to stand in the pocket, he will find ways to pick your defense apart because his receivers are have traditionally been just that good. They're clearly not as talented a group as they have been in the past. But again, if Brady has time, he's going to find a way to pick that Dolphins defense apart. As far as the Dolphins on offense, how is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to lead this offense and sort of break down what is the Patriots' great strength, which is their defense? Knowing that the Dolphins can't run the football, although Miles Gaskin provided glimpses of hope last week, is how can the Dolphins get their offense going against this tough Patriots defense? Well, when the when the Dolphins have the ball, it's going to be a real struggle. Uh, Devontae Parker is probably going to be shadowed by by Stephon Gilmore, and that that's probably the most exciting matchup of this entire game because 
Devontae Parker is coming to his own and looks to be a number one receiver, and he's going up against the number one corner in all of the National Football League. So I'm excited to see them just go heads up, man to man, and see uh, see what happens. Uh, see if Devontae Parker can do anything in this game. Look, we haven't been able to run the ball very much all year, so it shouldn't it shouldn't be a surprise if we're not able to run the ball in this one. Other guys getting open, I don't know. The Patriots blitz, uh, you know, more than most teams. They get pressure from their linebackers. They get it very similar in a way that the Dolphins are trying to scheme it. Uh, they get it by bringing it from different places, bringing stunts and games and keeping, keeping the offensive line guessing, which, uh, this offensive line, when, when they, when they have to kind of diagnose where the rush is coming from, gets just absolutely blown up. This is a horrible matchup for the Dolphins offensive line. So I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be running around for his life all game long. Uh, I just think it's going to be a real struggle for the Dolphins to put up anything. We got shut out when we played them in week two. And while I think we've made some strides since then, certainly Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, is playing much better at this time of the year than he was at the beginning of the season when when he, I think he was still learning the offense and still learning the players and they were still trying to build some chemistry. But they're just overmatched. Now, as far as when the Patriots have the ball... I think the secondary will do fine. Uh, Elman's going to get his, but he generally gets his not so much, you know, deep in the secondary, but, you know, pretty much five to 10 yards from the, from the line of scrimmage, getting lined up, uh, in the slot against, you know, whether it's a corner, or a linebacker, safety, whatever. He's just a really hard guy to cover. And, and Brady is just, you know, great at, him and him and Brady are always on the same page, and Brady's just great at getting him to the ball as soon as he comes out of his break and putting it right on the money so that he can get yards after the catch. So, look, Edelman's going to get his. I think those receivers, Sanu, Harry, Watson, Lacoste, they've been rather uninspiring. All, all year long. It's part of the reason why Brady is struggling so much is that he hasn't really had any kind of consistency from that receiving core since they got rid of Gordon and Antonio Brown. It went from looking like arguably the best receiving core in the league to one of the worst receiving cores in the league. They traded for Mohamed Sanu and it just to this point has not worked out. Nikhil Harry was their first round pick and he just seems to be kind of slow to pick up uh, what the Patriots want them to do in a very cerebral offense that, you know, requires a lot of uh, decision making and a lot of option routes and, and reading coverage and everything. He, I, he hasn't looked to be on the same page as Brady. Uh, I'd say the guys to watch out for are Rex Burkhead and James White, you know, the guys coming out of the backfield being covered by running backs. So whether it's Vince Beagle or Jerome Baker or Andrew Van Ginkle or Sam McGuavin to see how those guys are able to respond to the Patriots, uh, throwing the ball to their running backs coming out of the backfield, trying to get the ball to those guys in space. I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for the Dolphins defense as far as defending the Patriots passing game. But really the biggest problem that the Dolphins defense is going to face in this one is that the Patriots are going to run the ball and they're going to, they're going to put 
a fullback in the game, and they are going to run at the Dolphins' weakest side. Basically, they're going to run at whoever is lined up on you know, on the outside shoulder of either Christian Wilkins or, or Devon Godshaw, and they're going to just pound the edge and make the Dolphins stop the run. And I don't think that the Dolphins can do that against a team that is really good at what they do, like the Patriots, that's coming in with a playoff mentality of being perfect I think the Patriots are going to have their way with the Dolphins. They're going to move the ball. They're going to step on the Dolphins' throat. And then, you know, the second half of this game is going to be a bunch of garbage time. And so I've got the Patriots dominating this game in Patriots fashion and shutting out the... No, I'm going to say the Dolphins get a late touchdown. Devontae Parker finds the end zone once in this game. On a throw from Josh Rosen, who gets some play in the fourth quarter, and the Patriots win this one 38-7. to Wow, you are not expecting very much improvement at all from the Miami Dolphins. I mean, the, the fact that they're that's going a on twelve the point improvement. <laughs> I suppose that's true. That doesn't doesn't say a lot for that first game. Uh, I'm going to say well, I, I, I just look. You're getting to the playoffs. It's a must win game for the Patriots. The Dolphins are beat up. We're coming off of a, a big emotional victory. It just kind of feels like, hey, we, you know, we're, we're kind of riding on a high and now we're going into Foxborough and it's time to come crashing down to earth and go into the offseason with a little bit of levity. Well, I'm going to say that the Dolphins are going to surprise us a little bit and that they're going to find a way somehow to get some pressure on Tom Brady and make it a little bit closer then maybe it should be. And I'm going to say the Dolphins will still fall short in this game, but they're going to make the Patriots sweat it a little bit. I, I say the Patriots are going to win this one by a final of 25 to 13. A little bit closer. And that is our final game preview of the 2019 season, Brain. That's it. That's 16 games previewed. You did a handful of them yourself when I was under the weather or otherwise disposed, which I greatly appreciate. But here we are. So now the only thing left to do is to sit back and watch the final regular season game and see how it all comes out. And then this really, once that game is is in the books, that's really when things are really going to start to get interesting. Because once this weekend is passed... We're going to start seeing head coaches released and players are going to be starting to make plans for the future and things are really going to start happening. The dominoes are going to start falling so that free agency will start beginning right around the corner and then the draft is beyond that and from there it's training camp and into the 2020 season. But first we've got this big game that needs to happen on Sunday. So Brain, while that game is happening, where can the people find you? As stated before, you can find me on Twitter at Aaron the Brain. And I am at Amplified to Rock. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. Uh, usually I tweet from the Same Old Dolphins account during the game. However, I don't know that I'm going to be able to watch this game live because I'm actually traveling back to the East Coast from Washington State during the game. So I don't know if I'll be, I, I probably won't be able to live tweet it. I may be able to watch it on the plane. We'll see what happens. 
I discovered that my plane on the way out here had upgraded internet that was capable of supporting streaming, which was a new thing. So I was able to watch uh, a couple of those games on NFL Network last Saturday on my way out here. So hopefully the situation going backwards is similar, and that will enable me to be able to watch the Dolphins game on my way back across the country. If not, I'll be watching the game on delay and we'll have a we'll have a post-game show coming your way sometime on Monday. But in the meantime, you can find us on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash same old dolphins. And everywhere podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, every episode of the Same Old Dolphin Show is available that way. Of course, it's also available on DolphinsTalk.com, your one-stop shop for all things Miami Dolphins. We are proud to be a part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network, and thank you for listening to this podcast and all of the other podcasts on the Dolphins Talk podcast network over the course of the season. We greatly appreciate it. That's it, folks. We'll see ya. For the post-game wrap-up show as 2019 comes to an end. In the meantime, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Miami's got Dolphins, the greatest of all teams.